In the Old Testament, before Israel had moved into the promised land and had taken possession of their allocated land, God ordained that three times a year, all of the men of Israel would come before Him, at the place where He chooses. You can read about it in Deuteronomy chapter 16, in particular Deuteronomy 16 16. This wasn't new, back in Exodus 34 23, while Israel was still in the wilderness, the men of Israel were initially commanded to come before God three times a year, but now, we are talking about this taking place, once they had taken possession of their allocated land. The difference being that now, all of the men would have to leave their wives, children and livestock in the portion of land that each tribe had been allocated and travel to the designated location that God chose for them to meet and come before Him. Obeying this command would have obviously caused some serious concern to the men of Israel, due to the possibility of their wives, children and livestock, not to mention, the actual land, being attacked and taken by hostile forces. But God had made a promise to the men of Israel, while they were still in the wilderness, that if they obeyed this requirement, once they entered the promised land and possessed their allocated land, that He would ensure that no one would covet their land while they were away. Exodus 34:24 reads as follows. For I will drive out nations from you and enlarge your borders, and no one will covet your land when you go up three times a year to appear before the Lord your God. Emphasis is mine. The reason why I draw this to your attention is that while the men were away from their wives, children, livestock and land, humanistically speaking, their wives, children, livestock and land were extremely vulnerable to be taken. And it doesn't take much imagination to consider the fears that the men would have been subject to, while they were away. Common sense doesn't dictate that you walk away and leave basically defenseless, all that you care for on this earth. But that is exactly what God asked of the men of Israel, God's chosen people. And it defies logic, unless one has faith and trusts in God. The big picture is of course, God is indeed, in control, and we can trust God to bring to completion, His will for us, according to His purposes. In the New Testament, we also run into God asking those of us who are within His kingdom, the Church, the Bride of Christ, to do what defies logic, with respect to obeying those who are in authority over us. Consider the direction that Jesus gave us with regard to obeying God and obeying Caesar. Mark 12:17 Nasp reads as follows, And Jesus said to them, Pay to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were utterly amazed at him. The Apostle Paul expands on this a little further. Consider Paul's exhortation to the Church, the Bride of Christ, in Romans 13 1-7 Nasp which reads as follows. Every person is to be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from the same, for it is a servant of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword for nothing, for it is a servant of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Therefore it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this you also pay taxes, for rulers are servants of God, devoting themselves to this very thing. Pay to all what is due them, tax to whom tax is due, custom to whom custom, respect to whom respect, honor to whom honor. Bear in mind this is addressed to the Church, the body of believers who trust in and obey our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice WHO is in control of all government. Notice we are to pay tax to whom tax is due. Notice we are to follow custom to whom custom is due. Notice we are to give respect to whom respect is due. Notice we are to give honor to whom honor is due. As long as what we are asked to do does not violate what God asks us to do, 
we are to pay our taxes, honestly, give respect and honor to those in civil authority over us and follow customs that are expected. Do you see any authorization to slander those in civil authority? Do you see any authorization to dishonor those in civil authority? Do you see any authorization to disrespect those in civil authority? Do you see any authorization to disregard customs normally in effect for those in civil authority? Do these exhortations we are directed to follow go against humanistic common sense? I'm thinking that they do. Human nature being what it is, we all have a disposition that likes to assign fault. Do you think that Jesus and Paul were not aware of the injustice and corruption within the Roman semi-elective, functionally absolute monarchy government that existed during the time of Jesus and Paul? Do you not find it strange how there is not one example of authorized defiance of Roman rule, that does not violate God's will, within the New Testament? Can you imagine the difference the witness of the Church would make in our societies if we collectively did not react as those who are not under these directives? Would we stand out as different, marching to a different drum, being in the world but not of the world? These things that we are asked to do, defy logic, unless one has faith and trusts in God. And you can correct me if you think I am wrong but we demonstrate our own lack of faith and trust in God when we deliberately disregard these directives. Imagine how much quieter it would be on the various multimedia platforms if Christians kept their personal opinions about civil government authorities to themselves, unless specifically asked, and did not flood the internet with accusatory slander and discord? Would we stand out as being different from the normal day-to-day humanistic responses? Something to think about. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.